Welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. Coach Don and I are here in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio getting ready to record episode number 198, where we're going to talk today about the statement that teams make constantly about getting you ready for the next level and what that means. Before we get into that, though, let's talk about our sponsors. First, the Anderson Bat Company. Everything Fast Pitch is very proud to have Anderson Bat Company as our presenting sponsor. Anderson Bat Company is using the latest and greatest bat technology to corner the market in the fast pitch world. They have the minus nine rocket tech, the minus 10 carbon, and the minus 11 carbon light. Anderson Bat Company is using this technology to put a high-performing bat in the hands of hitters that really know the difference between a good bat and a great bat. We're also working with Anderson to provide a discount for all of our listeners. Go to the Anderson Bat Company website, and order your bats, use the EFP20 discount, which is for everything fast pitch, and you'll get a 20% discount. Let's talk about patreon.com slash everything fast pitch. If you're in a position where you can help us, become a patron. I want to say thank you very much to John Kelly. John is our newest patron, came on board this week, and we certainly do appreciate John's support. Just like we appreciate the support of all our existing patrons, those of you that have been supporting us for a long time, you're the reason this podcast is still in business. Um, we would like some more people to come on board and help support it. So we're talking about $5, 10 or $20 a month. Go to patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch. Uh, go through the steps and uh, start being a patron and helping to support the podcast. So Don, one of the things that we see, especially this time of year in our part of the country, is it's tryout season, it's player procurement season. It's the time when we have to get that one or two or three players to fill out our already amazing roster. Add-ons, yeah. yeah. And uh, one of the things that I keep seeing over and over again, Stan mentioned that he's seen it too, the idea of the teams that are claiming that we're going to get you ready for the next level. So I wanted us to talk about that because I'm pretty sure that everybody, if we had 100 people in this room and we said, well, you're going to get on a team that's going to get you ready for the next level, we might have 95 different opinions about what that's supposed to look like. What does that mean, Tori? I know the, the next level, I think that wherever we're at is kind of supposed to be the next level, right? Yeah, or, well, I think it's code for if you join our team, we're going to get you to college. We're going to make you better. In, in, the, in the travel ball world, in the softball world. In the baseball world, it's probably more, we're going to get you to the major leagues. We're going right. to get you to the professional level. If that includes a stop in college baseball on the way, you know, I guess that's okay. But our, our real goal in baseball is for you to be a major MLB, leaguer someday. Yeah. Unfortunately, in softball, we don't have the uh, same draw of major league baseball so we've got you know the lure of being a college player. But so, you know, when I see the, uh, we're going to get you ready for the next level, you know, for all these teams looking for players for their, uh, for their travel softball teams, I think what they're all claiming is that they're going to make you a college ready player while you're playing for them. Sure. No, that, that could mean a lot of different things too, right? Right. Well, kind of comes back Depending to something, on we, roster yeah, sizes something and... that, uh, that I read, uh, written by Tom Rupert, who's a old college coach like us that is now in the travel ball world. And he wrote a thing on Facebook a little bit ago about how when you join a travel team, are you joining a travel team and you're paying a lot of money so you can play in a lot of games? Or are you joining a travel ball team and spending a lot of money so you can become a better player or get recruited and play at the college level? Sure. And so the idea of getting ready for the next level, I think has to include a lot of different things. But if it does not include a whole lot of practicing, a whole lot of training, a whole lot of learning, a whole lot of what it takes to be successful in a college program, then the idea of a, of a team claiming that we're going to get you ready for the next level is probably a little bit more fiction than it is fact. 
It sounds kind of cool though, right? Because I I want to be ready for whatever's next, and, right? And if they know something I don't know, right? I I want to be a part of it so I can learn. But I think the trick in this now is who really knows what it takes to get to the next level, or who just has been lucky enough to have some really talented players who have gotten recruited. You know, we we've talked about this a lot in this last year. You know that there's a big difference between being really good at collecting really good players and having a good team because you've collected a lot of really talented players. Being a manager or coach. Right, right, versus being the person who can take a lot of average and, and mediocre and pretty good and, and good players and mix them together and teach them to play the game at a higher level and develop their skills and develop their teamwork to the point that that group becomes a really good team. And I think it's two different things. I think the same discussion holds true here in our claim that we're going to advertise for players to try out for our team because we're going to get you ready for the next level. And unfortunately, I think it's asking a lot of players and parents to do an awful lot of detective work. I was going to say, you got to research a little bit, right? right? So when I'm looking at uh, Coach A, who has 75 players that have come through his travel team and all of them have gone on to be college players, how many of them were the already superstar players that somebody else taught how to play the game and just finished on that team. They were going to get there anyway. Right. Or how many of Coach B's players, who Coach B had seven players that have made it to play in college, but all seven of them started with him when they were 12 and under and kept getting better and better. None of them were the kinds of players that were getting recruited away, that were getting you know, promised away, that were being seduced to go join other teams because they weren't the superstar players that learned a lot, developed a lot, became really good players and were able to you know, ultimately have success at the college level because of the stuff they learned playing for Coach B. I think there's a lot more of Coach A I was that say, are getting I think... a lot of credit for being the reason why players are getting to college when we really need to be looking for, at least for a lot of families and a lot of players need to be looking a lot more for the example B that we were talking about. So I think that's a great point, Tori, and I like hearing from the kids. I like hearing from the athletes. You know, what type of environment is that? Are they teaching you a lot? Are they sharing a lot? Are they creating an environment where you're thinking and and doing a lot of uh, mental preparation and things like that? I like hearing it from the athletes. And to your thought too, the ones that are sticking with the team and and then being successful in the end is a good tell on on what kind of environment they've been a part of rather than just a pit stop. You know, I, I pit stopped with this group before I went off to college. Right. And, uh, you know, it was going to happen anyway. It's just they had some connections and it was a good a good place for me to keep working on my skills. Right. It, but, it, it's sort of like the transfer portal kid who decides yeah. to go to Oklahoma for their graduate year. You know, right. They've already got their degree from Michigan. They want to have they, a chance to win a national championship. They didn't develop them there. Right. Right. You know, no, no. Oklahoma still did some stuff to make that player better. Good environment. And, and all that yeah. stuff. But they were already a pretty polished, pretty finished product when they got their kind of thing. For sure. So that's the same thing in the travel ball world. And so to me, this all keeps coming back to a discussion we've had in a hundred different versions. And when I wrote my series of uh, blog posts about all the things that are wrong with travel ball, one of the things that I was most adamant about was that in the travel ball world, because we have so many small rosters where there is no competition, players are not really truly prepared for the college game because there's going to be competition there. They're not learning the tough lessons. Right. So they have to learn what it's like to get benched because they're not playing well and fight back and earn their way back. But the one thing that... How do you do that with a small roster? Right. And that was one of the things, you know, when when that one was published, 
a lot of the response was, well, my kid's not learning anything if she's sitting on the bench. She needs to be playing. And I agree. Your kid isn't learning anything if she's sitting on the bench. But she definitely isn't learning anything if she's getting to play all the time, no matter how she's playing. The balancing act has to be, if I'm really preparing a player for the next level, for a softball player to be successful in college, they've got to know that if they play poorly, they might lose their spot. They have to learn that if they or lose if they their spot... they don't do A, B, C, D... Right. If they lose but, their spot in the lineup, it's not the end of the world, that they don't have to quit the team and quit the sport, that they can work hard and, over. and earn their spot back. Yeah. Or earn a different spot, or carve out a different role. You know, the whole idea of the teams that are saying, we're going to get you ready for the next level, if they're saying in one breath, we're going to get you ready to be a college player. And then in the second breath is, you're going to play 99% of the innings no matter what. Then I think we got a serious question to be asked about, well, how is that really getting me ready for college? Because that's not what the next level is going to look like right? in all cases. And now, if I was already a great player and colleges were already interested in me and I'm going to be a step into the lineup as a college freshman, amazing superstar player. How many of those are there? Well, then playing 99% of the time makes sense. But that's exactly like 1% of the kids that go off to college. I was going to say, how many do that? I mean, and we talk about Oklahoma a lot. Oklahoma's got a pretty unique situation. They've got two kids that started when they were freshmen in Jada Coleman and T.R.A. Jennings who were widely thought of as the two best players in the country or you know, amongst the top five players in the country, you know, coming into college as freshmen, yeah. who are in an environment where they have to bust their butt every single day, every single practice, every single minute to keep that spot in the lineup. Because there's a portal. Right. And because and there's, and, and there's other really good yeah. kids that are on their team that are also fighting for it. So when they were getting prepared for the next level, what were they learning? how to fight, scratch, claw, compete, make sure that you're doing the stuff that you're supposed to do and all those kinds of things that you know we keep talking about that we want to see more kids learning that unfortunately a lot of kids don't learn. And so Tori, tasting sitting on a bench, tasting that makes me want to work my tail right. off. I don't want to taste that anymore. Yeah, well, so who, who, who do we usually think of when somebody says, who's the greatest basketball player of all time? If we're not saying Michael Jordan in the first two or three names that we list, we're probably missing the boat. Sure. You mean Michael Jordan, who got cut as a freshman from the team and told he wasn't good enough? Work my tail off. And he went home unhappy. Mrs. Jordan, who's now famous from the movie Air, where we find out how important she was in Michael's career and and in his life, didn't say, well, we're going to sell the house and move to a new school district so you can get on a team where that coach is going to love you. They said, shut up, go to work and get better so you can make the team next year. Right. He didn't necessarily have to sit on the bench. He got cut from the team. Kind of the same thing, right? And so this idea of part of that preparation has to be how do we handle adversity? How do we handle not getting what we want? How do we learn to do something with that challenge when it gets presented to us? And that, to me, is the thing that... A little closer to being ready for the next level. Right. So so again, to, to kind of wrap this one up, Next time you're trying out for a travel team and the travel ball coach is telling you, I get all my kids ready for the next level. Everybody on my team who wants to play in college gets to do a little bit of research and find out what that statement really means. Because I'm sure the statement is true. But if it's true because I'm really good at recruiting kids that are already getting recruited, I'm really good at at getting kids on my travel ball team that are already superstars that are going to have 100 options whether they play for me or not, That's a whole different story 
then the coach is going to look you in the eye and say, you're going to have to earn your Some playing time. Love, you're going to yeah. have to work really hard. If you work really hard, you're going to learn a lot. You're going to be really prepared. I'm going to do everything I can to help you. There's two really different stories in those two examples. Right. And then and only then will you get to play a lot. Right. Yeah. And so I think that that's what we need to start paying attention to. And I get it. When you're spending a lot of money, you want to kid your, see your kid play. But the moral to the story in my what's wrong with the getting my money's worth model that so many of us are, are following if we're playing travel ball because we want our kid to be a great college player someday, learning how to handle adversity and some of those kinds of things need to be what they're learning in how travel to compete. ball. Right. Yep. If all they're learning is that I get to play no matter what, that's why there's 3,000 kids in the transfer portal. If it didn't happen at that next level. Right. Because those, those are the kids that, that are, as soon as they don't get what they want at one place, they're looking for someplace else. Right. And that's not getting my kids ready for the next level. Right. So, Stan, great topic today. I love that one. So let's wrap this one up. So that's the end of number 198. Make sure you support Anderson Bat and Patreon.com. Become a patron if you can. Go to the fastpitchprep.com website. Order your Square Cuts training discs there. And make sure you take advantage of the blog posts. A lot of what we talked about today was in the What's Wrong with Travel Ball series. Cool. And a little bit in the What's Right with Travel Ball that is go. still in, in the process of being published. you got to balance. Yeah. So that's going to wrap up 198 for Coach Don McKinley and our producer, Stan Lewis. This is Coach Tory. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again next week.